Welcome back, X's and T Podcast fans. It's Danny here, and y'all, I am so excited to bring you guys this special episode. So, I'm going to give a quick disclaimer before I even get started, because it's really important this time. So, as always, I am here speaking on personal experiences and personal opinions. I'm not here to defame anybody, but I am here to share a story and things that I've personally been through. Again, not here to defame anybody. And when it comes to Amway and Worldwide Dream Builders, my beef is with Worldwide Dream Builders. Amway is simply a distribution company. However, I do have to say they do co-sign on a lot of the things that these Amway lines of affiliation and tools organizations do. But I think it's a symbiotic relationship that allegedly they want nothing to do with. And allegedly Amway is co-signing it. Again, all alleged. However, my beef isn't with Amway. My beef is always going to be with Worldwide Dream Builders, Brit Worldwide, and all of these other Amway tools organizations. Also, I have some audio that I'm going to be sharing. This audio was recorded back in 2016 during a public meeting where we were never told not to record. In fact, we were always encouraged to record so that way we could re-listen to these audios later on. So this audio was actually shared with me by, I believe, a cross line, actually, who was given permission to send it to me so I could re-listen to it and gain the wisdom from this particular meeting. So that being said, this is for fair use and commentary purposes only. This was recorded in a setting where they were not told not to record. This is something that was sent to me, and this is an audio where I am changing people's names, I'm taking people's names out, I'm doing what I can to maintain that level of privacy. But this was also recorded in a public setting where there was no reasonable expectation for privacy. If you guys don't know, I was a part of an organization called Worldwide Dream Builders, which is an Amway tools business. I was in this organization for three years. If you haven't heard my story, y'all got to go back and listen to my first couple of episodes where I go in depth into my full three years in this organization. But I have some really juicy information for y'all today because <laughs> through my digging around on my computer, I did not know that I still had some audios saved. And the one that I'm going to be sharing with you guys today is, is it's back in 2016 and it was during some Something that we called dream night resolutions. The speakers in this audio are the club owner and his wife. This was back in 2016. This was pre-diamond. I think that they were rubies going emerald during this period of time. And during this time, it, you know, they would come and speak a lot. And I have to say that the club owner, if y'all don't know already, this guy is long-winded. So the audio that I have is three hours long. I'm not going to be sharing the whole three hours. That would be insane. I'm going to show you guys bits and pieces that I find to be really important. I'm going to cut out anything that has to do with any uh, pertinent information. Of course, I change everybody's names. If you know who they are, you know who they are. Don't shame them. Don't go send them hate. That's not my prerogative. But the real point of me utilizing this is to show you guys what are some things that we heard behind the scenes? What are some things that we were hearing in these meetings that were for IBOs? And actually, I think there were a lot of guests here too. Like I said, there were hundreds of people within this meeting. And it was essentially the club owner and his wife going over what their goals are going from family reunion on their core 90 quote 90 day core run through to spring leadership and there's just a lot of things in this audio um basically what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna try to splice in some audio here i'm gonna 
comment on it there. And um, I just hope you guys really enjoy this because this gives you some insight as to why it is that we feel anybody who's come on here and spoke about this, but why I personally, based on my opinion only, feel that this organization is very toxic and they throw out some very toxic verbiage. They down grade a lot of people they're criticizing people and the way that they do it is all within their toxic positivity so with that being said 2016 you guys dream night resolutions with the club owner and his wife his mom retired at 37 years old she, he did not take mentorship from her because she does not have the life that he wants 37 years old she can do whatever she wants but he decides to take mentorship from people who have the life that he wants who have been able to retire and help other people retire in their 20s did y'all hear what he said? This guy is just introducing the club owner. And what he talks about is the fact that the club owner's mom retired extremely early on in life at 37. But yet the club owner, despite the fact that she retired early in real estate, doesn't listen to her. In fact, they actually tell him not to listen to her, allegedly. At least that's what they've told me. They preach to us, don't talk to your parents. If, if they're not in Worldwide, you don't take advice from them because, quote, they don't live the life that you want. And I just feel like that's incredibly disrespectful to our parents that really are there to support us and talk to us. And it just really frustrates me. But you guys, this is so early on. Like the club owner hasn't even started talking yet. This is just the guy introducing him. And I just felt it was really important for you guys to hear that because we talk about it all the time. And here is a prime example of exactly what they're saying. So. Did, did y'all catch that? I love how they throw the word pyramid around to try to desensitize us from the word, to play into the joke like, ha, 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 or a pyramid. <laughs> Just kidding. If y'all don't know, that is the club owner. And that's like literally the first couple of minutes of him talking and of course he has to make a pyramid scheme joke because again they're just trying to desensitize us from the word right like okay i see what happens within two to five years all those people you saw on the screen that, that's a diamond level and above that's that's what's done in two to five years i can see what's done in two to five years but what about this year there they go again, talking about the two to five year plan, how you look on stage and the diamonds and you can get there in two to five years. Now, I may not be remembering correctly, but allegedly, per my experience and all of the stories that I heard on stage, I don't think many of those diamonds actually got there in two to five years. In fact, I know the club owner and his wife, I believe that they didn't go into diamond qualification until their seven seventh year in business. And they always say, oh, but we didn't really start building it until year, I don't know, whatever year goes into two to five. And they're like, once we really started working, then it took two to five years as if somehow, some way we're supposed to discredit the first couple of years. And that's not how that works, club owner, not whatsoever. But that's what they tell us. So that way we stay in and truly believe, okay, this is the day that my two to five years actually starts. I may have been in for three years already, but this is where my two to five starts. And then at the end of it, you still preach that two to five year message, even though you've been in collective eight years at that point. This is how they keep you brainwashed, in my humble opinion, allegedly. Like I'm saying, this is frustrating to listen to because they really have people believing that they can do this in two to five years. I'm sorry, I haven't seen it. Have y'all seen it? We have several people who have the income to replace their income, but they want to stack some cash and, and pay off some debt and stuff like that. And so uh, there's a lot of major growth. There's a lot of people. I honestly, we counted it up the other day. We're, gonna, we're probably going to retire... Um, 
close to about 20 to 30 people just in the next uh, six to eight months. Wow. 20 to 30 people, they said. They were going to allegedly retire 20 to 30 people in 2016. You guys have to remember this was recorded at some point in January of 2016. So this was their big goal for the entire year. Looking back at 2016, y'all, I maybe saw one person leave their job because of the quote income in this business. And that was it. Throughout my entire three years of being involved from 2016 through to 2019, they had what was called, quote, freedom parties. It's where we all dressed in like red, white, and blue and went and celebrated somebody, quote, leaving their job. I want to say there were maybe three or four of these my entire time. And that was all of the club owners organization. And it's frustrating to me to hear this because I truly at this time believed like, oh my gosh, I could be one of those 20 to 30 until you kind of dig a little bit deeper. In order to quote, have enough money to leave your job, you have to be platinum or above. You guys, they don't tell you to ever leave your job below platinum. Like you're not going to go eagle and leave your job. No, absolutely not. And they always preach 20 wide, which means you have sponsored 20 people and your direct downline. They do this because it only takes six of your legs to go platinum and they always account for not every single person in your downline is going to even make it to the platinum level. They're going to fall out of qualification. So if you at least have like seven, eight, platinum legs and only one falls out of qualification you're still in diamond qualification so if you guys don't remember i had a third party source reach out to myself and my guest hope they are going to remain anonymous however this person alleges that once you hit that platinum level you start making money on the premier membership the kate membership and getting paid to be a speaker so it's not just that you're hitting these amway pin levels right it's that these people are allegedly making money behind the scenes on our memberships that we were paying for. So do with that information what you will. I personally believe that that's what happens. But again, this is all alleged. I can't prove it. So this false narrative that they were supposed to allegedly retire 20 to 30 people, it sounds like he came up with that number on the spot. Like, I don't think that there was any real calculation behind that. There may, allegedly, of course, but I personally believe the way that maybe they came up with that number was seeing the growth in their business and being like, oh, this person's headed that way for sure. Or this person is headed that way. Or this person, in this other leg that we have, they are going to go like, it's just that's how they may look at it. But there's no determining whether or not they're actually going to retire this many people. There's no way for them to actually know that allegedly. But I mean, there's I personally believe that there's no way. We, you know, we like to give our thanks. I mean, we wouldn't be where we are today if it weren't for whatever walk we have. This is our, our story, our opinion, but we wouldn't be where we are today if it weren't for God, if it weren't for you know, the downstairs for work for our mentors and our upline and for work for the system worldwide. If y'all didn't believe any of us who have come and talked, we told you that this is a very heavily religious organization. Now, you heard him, right? He threw out, now this is our opinion. You can have whatever walk you want, but we thank God, our upline, and the worldwide system. You guys, God is always mentioned in their talks. Like, 100% of the time, God is mentioned. And again, it's it really does feel like they're forcing religion on us. Now, allegedly, they don't, per 
them. But come on, let's be real. Anybody who was in this organization definitely knew that it was pushed on us. If we don't have a handful of you guys grasping the stuff that we're teaching today and moving on, we need you guys to be financially independent retiring that free in order for us to go dying. Y'all, I'm having such a hard time listening to this audio because I am just listening to some of this stuff and I'm like, man, how did I listen to this and just think, wow, this is so profound. I'm going to follow this club owner and his wife for the rest of my life. There, there's no way, you guys. The, the, he sounds so nice, right? He's like, well, we can't go diamond until you guys are debt-free and retired from your jobs. That's not how that works, okay? So the way, again, I explained before that you go into diamond qualification is the fact that you have six of your people become platinums. Okay, so at this time in the business in 2016, when I was there, okay, this was all recruitment based. This was these people telling us that we need to go get people to quote buy from our own store, which all that meant was we were buying all of our PV. Amway doesn't care about, or at least at the time, it seemed allegedly that Amway really didn't care about, you know, personal volume or anything. Like you, like it, I don't think anywhere in the Amway compensation plan it says that you buy this for yourself. No, this is the way that Worldwide at the time had tweaked the system to where we were spending $600 a month as a single on nothing but Amway products. There was never any talk of us doing sales. In fact, the club owner would always say, I hate sales, this is not sales. You are helping people. This was all people focused and people based. So it's not that we need to go and get debt free and retired. Like, sure, that sounds fantastic. But realistically, it's going to manipulate people, enough people to go put themselves into debt to get themselves out of debt, supposedly at a platinum level. And for those of you who I don't know, it might sound really weird, but every single one of you has such a special place in my heart. Okay, so if you're not familiar, this is the club owner's wife. I don't have a name for her. I probably had one at some point, but I love how she says that everybody's got a special place in her heart because let me tell you, I met her a number of times. I have pictures with her. Every time I saw her, she had no clue who I was. And the reason why that is is because there's such a high turnover rate in their organization that they meet new people every single day and they don't remember who the hell any of their downline are. And they would always say, have a good relationship with her, but we're not really even allowed to talk to her because of how, quote, high in the business they are. And like I said, at this point, they weren't even diamonds yet. And they try to sound so humble. But let me tell y'all, it's really not humble when you forget somebody after you meet them. It takes a group effort. And you guys are that group. And we are so excited to get to know every single one of you that are arm in arm with us, running towards this vision, that are playing on the sides of us, playing in front of us, behind us. We're so excited to get to know every single one of you. So if you're listening to this, right, it sounds amazing. This woman, I truly believed to be a hero in my life. I wanted nothing more than to become friends with the club owner's wife. You know, we're always taught to look up to her. We should want to be her. We should dress like her. Anything in our lives that we should emulate, we should emulate her because she emulates the crown's wife. And all of this is love bombing. This is the kind of stuff that they shove down your throat when you first meet them. They love you. They care about you. They, they don't even know you yet. But yet, this is not what it looks like behind closed doors. What makes me upset is that this is the kind of stuff that I thought this organization was going to be 100% of the time, and I fell in love with it. But that's until you get into the business and you're counseling upline because you're having trouble in your relationship and they're blaming you because you're a woman or that they're shaming you because you're tired, you're exhausted, and you just you want to sleep instead of going 
to a board plan, but you have to go to the board plan because otherwise your upline is going to criticize you, scold you, and probably pay less attention to you, which anybody who has made a run for Eagle and above, you know what it's like for your upline to start edifying you. <laughs> there I go using a stupid worldwide term, but it just makes me sad because when you get into a council session, this sort of love is not what you receive. You receive a lot of toxic bullshit, a lot of victim blaming, a lot of um, misogyny that they're pushing, especially when they're pushing books like fucking love and respect. No, this is not what you actually sign up for when you get into this business. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. I can be, just like any other woman, can be totally emotionally up and down. I have my moments. I can be very short-term visioned at points. And there it is, folks. The misogyny that we are all talking about. And I want to say that it's, I'm, in my opinion, pushed on us more by our women upline than anybody else. I mean, you have the club owner's wife, a very prominent figure in this organization, somebody that everybody is looking up to, and she's saying that, like all women, we are emotionally up and down and, and short-visioned. And it's like, what are you talking about? Men can be emotionally up and down, sometimes more so than women. Any single person on this planet can be emotionally up and down regardless of what's going on in their lives, regardless of their gender. This is fucking ridiculous. And it's these sort of undertones that I ignored. This was my very first dream night resolutions. This was the first time I had seen them talk about their goals and their dreams. And I was so focused on the dream, this quote dream anyways, this bullshit idea that I had in my head that I totally ignored this type of red flag. If you hear somebody say this kind of shit, you need to run the opposite fucking direction because this is not acceptable. This is not okay. It's not okay to push this narrative that women are emotional. It's, it's stupid, okay? It's bullshit. And this is yet a, a, another reason why I can't stand worldwide because this is the vision that they're pushing on women. We're starting to feel insecure because people like the club owner's wife are sitting here saying, yeah, it's it's a woman thing to be emotionally up and down and unstable. It's It just makes me so mad. And it doesn't matter what's happening in our life. It doesn't matter what's going on around us. It doesn't even matter what's going on in our business. He is always there and he's always consistent he is always stable and he's always all in and that's an example that i get to follow every single day so this is another prime example of a woman in worldwide who is essentially bowing down to her husband saying that she follows him this is the example she's following like those are things that i would say about an authority figure or a boss or somebody like that this is her husband she does not see herself as equal to him because she can't he has to always be that authoritative figure the leader and it's it makes me really sad because that's not the type of relationship that i want to be in but it's the type of relationship that they are promoting in worldwide that is literally going to change every single one of you guys' life, okay? There's, from the brand of this person here that has still no idea what we do, you can be making an extra fifty dollars to $75,000 a year in your life in the next 12 months if you listen to the teaching that he's going to give you next. This is a new character unlocked. That was the voice of the Syrian guy. And I have a special, I hate to use the word hatred, but... 
I do not like this guy. Okay, at this period of time, I didn't even know him yet. There's this thing in Worldwide called driving depth or tap rooting. Um, anybody who's been in the business knows that this is when an upline finds who they feel is their quickest growing downline or whatever. And they're the ones who kind of, quote, take over as far as mentorship goes, does a lot of, quote, board plans for them. And I got to know this guy's voice so well. I saw him speak probably more times than anybody else. And and I did not realize I was going to truly, truly hate this guy. Um, so to the Syrian guy, yes, you are pompous. Yes, you are an asshole. And honest to God, you made me so uncomfortable a number of times because of how often you talk about sex in your board plans. But also when you did not help me when my child went missing at a quote freedom party and said, oh, he'll be fine. I honest to God hate you for that. And, and you had just had a child yourself. So I hope that doesn't happen to your child. I really really, really don't. I think you have two kids now, but either way. So <laughs> all of that being said, um, listen to what he said. He said to the brand newest person here, you can do this. And to the person who doesn't even know what we do yet. So again, this was recorded back in like 2016, 2017 era, where it was still so ambiguous through the process. You were not told what exactly it was that was happening. You didn't, you weren't told your whole goal is to go build a downline. You were not told, oh, you are going to be spear hunting people because at this period of time, that's what they were doing. It was all person-based. And from what I gather, it, it really hasn't changed. They just found different ways to loop hole around the um, the regulations that Amway has put in as far as buying things. Um, but this is all alleged, of course. So I'm just speaking again to my personal experience and listening to him say, you could make fifty dollars to $60,000 a year you know, within a year, if you follow this guy's teaching, and he's, of course, referring to the club owner, because he is up the club owner's ass. Um, I believe that he knew uh, the club owner's wife in high school. And um, yeah, he, I just it makes me so angry. Because again, he's talking about the fact that he's admitting that there are people who still have no idea what they do, because they are not upfront about this. It's so fucking predatory. Um, it's time to, to pull up your panties or boxers or whatever you want to call them. And it, it's time to get serious about your financial freedom. Yeah. Th this is the time. And you have the two best teachers in all of worldwide, in my opinion, teaching you what it takes to literally put a foundation together to go doubly groovy in the next 16 to 18 months maximum. So at the very beginning, we hear him with his toxic masculinity, right? Pull up your undergarments and get serious about your family's financial freedom. And then, of course, he tells you that you have the two best teachers in worldwide. Um, and then he proceeds to tell you that you could go double eagle ruby in 16 to 18 months if you follow what the club owner says. And I think that's really frustrating because it sounds great, but it's not realistic. So double eagle ruby is having 12 people in your downline. Sounds simple enough, right? Wrong. You have to go out and you have to recruit 12 people, okay? And they always tell you it's a third, a third, a third. So realistically, you are taking 30 to 40 plus people through a process just to get 12. And a lot of the times people get in, they find out what it is, and they learn that, you know what, I don't want to do this. It's very unrealistic to say you could do this in 16 to 18 months because not only do you have to have 12 people, but you guys collectively as a group have to be doing 15,000 PV. That is a lot of PV. But again, back then, and 
probably still to this day, allegedly, they're buying their PV. So they're upping the mounts that they want people to buy so they can reach these numbers quicker, which is it's so frustrating. But if you guys are here, right, we are what, 20, almost 30 minutes in to this episode. And not once have we talked about Amway. Not once have we heard in their audio anything about Amway. Because you guys, they are not upfront about the fact that this is Amway. Yes, it's worldwide. Yes, they're the tools business, but they're still not telling you exactly what you're doing. And it's frustrating for me to hear them give all these big, big promises and talk you up, hype you up, but it's all, it's all bullshit, realistically. And if you're brand new here, please don't understand me wrong, understand my heart. You are the best opportunity that you've ever seen in your entire life. And don't kiss it off because of what your uncle, your aunt, your grandmother, who's not even here, your uncle, whoever it is, said that, oh, I've heard of that one thing, or I've seen that one thing, or I've, I used to know them. Don't, don't ever, ever bring that excuse up to us because you guys have no idea how powerful they are. And there it is, you guys. A lot of us who say that we had a hard time trusting people after this is because of this type of message right here. The Syrian guy is quite literally telling us, do not trust the people who have been in your life your entire life, the people who actually care about you, the people who have a vested interest in you and have your entire life, okay? Not even a vested interest, they always use that term. And this is why a lot of people they stay in because of the information control. Don't go talking to anybody who's going to speak negative on this because they don't know. And in all reality, we do know when we're telling you guys about our experiences, it's because we've done it. It's because we've seen it. It's because we have experienced the traumas, okay? We have experienced the financial struggle. You guys, I'm not coming out here to be a hater. I'm coming out here because I was so tired of being told that I was not allowed to listen to anybody. Hell, I wasn't even allowed to trust myself. And it's frustrating to re-listen to this and think about the fact that they're sowing seeds of doubt um, to make you believe that you can't trust anybody except for them. And you know what? That's why we share our stories. Because at the end of the day, there's more of us telling you guys that you should proceed with caution. I'm not telling you not to join, but definitely listen to other people's stories and, and think for yourself. If somebody is telling you not to trust anybody else, especially your family, I, I don't know. I would start questioning some things. You will be free in the next 16 to 18 months yeah. with no questions asked. He's going to lay it out to, to literally quarter by quarter, day by day of work habit of things that you need to get done and you literally, literally, literally be free. So let's talk about that work habit real quick, because in all reality, all you have to do is keep your mind on prospecting. That's it. You go out and you talk to people. I don't know why they made it sound like it was something that was so much more than what it was. All you're doing is talking to people and you're talking to people with the intention of bringing them through an interview process and bringing them into worldwide. That is it. I mean, sure, they have other things that keep you, quote, motivated. But again, it's that information control, right? They're feeding you audios that you eventually listen to so much that you regurgitate what they say. You're reading books but only the books that they recommend on their book list. Anything that is only approved by uh, Worldwide and the leadership team. What do we know about these books? Love and Respect is on this. 
on this fucking list, right? And they call it, they say mindset, keeps your mindset right. And realistically, all it does is maintain your brainwashing. It just keeps you focused on worldwide, not other things. Because a lot of people, once you kind of start stopping, you, you stop listening to the audios and you're like, you know, and then eventually you stop going to every board plan. You stop buying the product. And ultimately, you kind of start to realize like, okay, maybe this was not what I thought it was. And eventually you leave altogether. At least that's what happened with me. That happened with a lot of the guests that I've had on here. And yeah, I mean, that's all you do. That's literally all you do is go out and talk to people. I don't, I don't know. Looking back, I kind of wish that they would have been more transparent about that. But of course, if they were transparent about it, I wouldn't have gotten in. Would you? I'm afraid that whoever invited you, whether you know through a, a family friend or just a friend you met at Starbucks or whatever it is, I've had people on them because they are plugging into someone who's retired at 25 years retired. It's 25. It's 25 you're retired. No outside investments. Did you guys hear that last part? No outside investments. Okay. I recently discovered something at the end of every, every worldwide audio. There is a disclaimer. When I was in, this disclaimer was sped up. I don't know if that's still the case. But this audio essentially says that the income depicted might come from other sources other than Amway, such as the sale of business and training tools or outside investments. That is the disclaimer at the end of every single Worldwide Dream Builder audio, which means this is the bullshit that we were being fed. Oh, you're here for a reason. God brought you to this, this organization and, and you met this person purely out of fate. And now you're, quote, plugged into somebody who is 25 and retired. No outside investments. You guys, they're talking about the club owner. Okay. And outside investments would include not just the income from Amway. This is the income from, uh, allegedly, of course, the sale of business tools. It's at the end of every audio, you guys. It was under our noses and we didn't even know it. And I don't think anybody ever really questioned it. I never listened to the end of my audios, did you? It is just baffling to me. Uh, this guy talking, by the way, he is just an eagle who was downlined from the club owner's um, platinums. Actually, that specific platinum is the daughter of my upline who were sponsored by their son. So if you know, you know. They've gone through hell and back in the last 24 to 48 hours. And those, they're still here. They're still being an example. At this time, what the Syrian guy is doing is he is introducing a couple who is going to be speaking um, during this time in the audio. It's Eagles and Above who are speaking. And this is a couple that is downline from him. They are a couple who the husband was a musician and the wife, she is, um, I believe, a counselor or therapist. He always refers to her as a triple PhD. Um, so if you know, you know. But uh, apparently in this time, they were going through something horrible. I don't remember what it was that they were going through, but this is the type of thing where they would say they have, quote, been going through hell and back and they're still here setting an example. They would use that and say, well, what's your excuse? They had something bad happen to them within the last 24 hours and they're still here. And that sucks. They should be at home grieving or or whatever it was that had happened to them. They should be able to have time to heal. But unfortunately, this organization does not allow time for healing. To use that as an example, as, as if everyone's supposed to respond that that way and say, well, they're an example. Why aren't you? It's just, it's so toxic. I'm not going to post this part of the audio out of respect because even though they shared it on a stage, I do not 
I don't want to exploit them, but essentially they had a family member who was in the hospital and she used this moment to preach, preach religion, preach prayer. And it's really upsetting to hear that because like we've already said, you know, not everybody in that room is going to be religious and it just feels so exploitative to utilize this harsh moment in your life to try to help recruit people into a cult. Now, that might be a controversial opinion, and you can you can have whatever opinion you want. It makes me sad that they have to say this on stage, right? They have to say that instead of being here with our pa- with our family member who's going to be passing, we are here speaking into you guys. And realistically, all that means is they are trying to get you to stay in the business. So uh, that answers the question as to what had happened to them. We can have more and more and more impacts and we can bring more husbands to fulfill their role as a hero in their household yes. by allowing their dream to become fulfilled and teaching women how to support that instead of combat it. Y'all already know I have a lot to say after listening to that. It's so frustrating, you guys. Women's job in Worldwide is solely to support their husbands. That's it. You guys, women cannot have a leadership role here. Women are supposed to help fulfill their husband's dreams. But what about the wife's dreams? What about us as women? What about our dreams? Why is it that we have to idolize our these fucking men in this organization and all they're doing is preaching toxic masculinity. Like you can't be serious. This person, she is a therapist. She's a counselor. She is somebody who works with the general public and she's very religious, very religious. And this is the type of message that they're preaching. It really, really frustrates me. It's like what you said, it's not about it's a relationship business. It's a mentorship. Dean Williams, this is a mentorship opportunity with a business attached to it. Yeah. A business that can get us financially free. Guys, it's it's a mentorship opportunity with a business attached. It's people focused. That is exactly how it was presented to me when I went this in the business. This is exactly how we were told to tell people about it. It's a mentorship opportunity with a business attached. So I'm an hour into this audio and At no point have they mentioned Amway, nothing at all, okay? The goal is to get people into the tools business. It just happens to be attached to Amway. That's how I perceive that. I just want to say again that this audio is three hours long. I'm not going to be posting the entire audio. I also want to make it very clear that I am not picking and choosing things to make you guys see the speakers any particular way, okay? This is like the things I find really important that they are actually saying. I'm not doctoring this. I am purely just grabbing bits and pieces of this audio that I am so angered by and I feel like you guys need to hear this. I might release the three-hour audio at some point, but as of right now, I'm purely just speaking on parts of the audio that just really, really piss me off. And uh, he got fired up. He got a dream in his life. He started to fight and uh, just didn't see the vision at that time. And uh, she was not only not going to the meetings at the time, but she would text him and get at him saying, why are you going to the meetings? It won't make you feel guilty for going to more meetings that she didn't want him to go. That's how dangerous she was. And it wasn't until Dream Night last year until it clicked for her. He's a stud guy. If you're in a situation, he's a stud guy. He didn't care. He kept going. He was because he was doing it for his family. And even, if, even though someone could say, well, you're leaving your kids and your wife, or your fiance at the time, and you're doing that, and even she was giving him that side of it. He said, Well, I know what's best for my family. And so, uh, what a man's man to do that. Yeah. Yes. 
what a man's man to go against what his wife wants because he has a dream and she is killing the dream. You guys, he is speaking so negatively about the wife in this situation. Okay, this whole beginning portion of him introducing this couple is saying nothing but the fact that the wife was so freaking negative and cheering on this man for not consulting with his wife, not being an actual fucking partner, but doing what, quote, he thought was best for his family as a man's man should. I'm I'm baffled by this, you guys. And eventually, I'm sure I haven't gotten to this point yet, but I'm sure he will go into, but now she's all about it and she's on his side. And it's frustrating. Like, let her say the negative things if she wants to say those things. It's not his place to say that. And all he's doing is dogging on this woman. It's such fucking bullshit. Oh, and um, the couple that he's talking about, through the grapevine, allegedly, I heard that the husband was having an affair on the wife and they had to go talk to Paul Sika. So, yeah, no, that's absolutely a man's man right there, right? Some people, they, they take counsel from the wife on that kind of stuff. Like, well, my wife will let me. I love you. So this is literally just a continuation of the previous audio clip that you guys had heard. He's still dogging on the wife and saying that, oh, man cannot consult with wife. If man consults with wife, he is a beta male. This is all the alpha male bullshit, like that the men need to be the leaders. The men make the decisions. Like, God forbid they talk to their wife, their partner, the person that they decided to do life with, okay? And they're dogging on that idea. They are literally shitting on the women, and it fucking pisses me off. Like, how on earth did I ever hear this? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I was Absolutely. That's a fucking great idea. Like this poor woman, you guys, I feel so bad for her. And I'm so proud of you. Uh, you are transforming more than anybody yeah. I've ever seen before. I mean, just in the last year. Uh, uh, and, and she went to dream night and she finally caught the vision of the dream last year. However major function. Usually it's one major function and she makes a click. And she got it. And they, and I told you guys, I will be fair. And there he is. Very, very slight, small moment. He looks to her and he says, I am so proud of you. You are transforming. That's the small portion of good stuff that he says about her. Other than all of that shit talking he was just doing. This is what he gives her. So I'm being fair. That is what is in the audio. It just goes to show that this organization really is fucking misogynistic. Get around these people and that's why we do it. Um, when I first came around, I didn't see it. I saw this as a distraction. I saw it as another thing that would take my husband or soon to be husband at that point away from me and my kids. I didn't trust him to lead us. I didn't trust myself. I had a super low EQ and I judged everyone. I thought they were all too nice or too this or too that. I didn't want to get to know them. I didn't want to give them a chance. And it was all my own stuff. It was all my own head. As soon as I got out of my own way and realized that I was what was holding us back, which came in a very not nice conversation that I asked for. And <laughs> a little bit of a longer section. This is a person who is 
It's frustrating to hear a woman speak like this about herself, to blame herself because that's all she's been told. She's literally being told by these fucking leaders and her husband, and she's being ganged up on, being said, being literally told, like, we're not moving forward because of you. You're being negative. You're stealing the dream, and you have to stop. Otherwise, we can't be successful. And it's frustrating because why couldn't he have just done it on his own? Why couldn't he have been successful on his own? But no, they have to have somebody to blame, and it's always the wife. It is always the wife who is negative. I hardly ever hear about, oh, my husband was negative. Why do I not hear that? Probably because women are not leaders in this organization and they don't actually get to speak to that degree. It frustrates me that this poor person was forced to believe this about themselves. This is the level of brainwashing that really does happen where you kind of just have to believe that you are a horrible person and you have to submit to them. Otherwise, you're not going to be successful. And then when you start to be successful, you're like, okay, I guess that's how it has to be. And yeah. When in all reality, he could have been successful on his own and she could have just been not supportive. But that's just not how that work, is it? And I want to tell you guys a story that impacts and affects all of our lives and the lives of everybody in this country that most people don't even know about, right? In 1863, Battle of Gettysburg, right, during the Civil War, there was a colonel named Colonel Chamberlain, and he was actually just a professor at a school that got drafted into the army. And, and he ended up making decisions over the course of time that put him in the position to be a colonel. And, and they were losing during this battle. He was guarding, his, his regiment was guarding the edge, right? And, and if the Confederate army took out his regiment, they would circle behind the entire Union army and they would win that battle and then the war, right? And they had just fended off three charges from the enemy, right? And they literally, to each man, each man in his regiment had one bullet left. And the Confederate army was massing for another charge, and they were vastly outnumbered. And so his lieutenant came up to him and he said, they're about to charge again, what do you want us to do, sir? And he stood atop a rock and he, he was looking at the Confederate Army's mass below, and, and he thought, I have to make a decision, right? A decision that's based on faith, okay? Not a decision that's based on, based on fear, because if they ran, there's no option to run in that position, right? And he ended up telling him, Fix bayonets, we're gonna charge, we're gonna charge. And the lieutenant looked at him and said, what? You wanna charge? He said, fix bayonets, that's an order, we're gonna charge. And he pulled his sword and he stood atop the wall and he screamed, charge! And all of his men charged down the hill at the enemy. Now the Confederates, as they looked up at them and they were making their advancements, got scared. Right? Because they're thinking, there's no way that they would charge if they were outnumbered. Right? They must have reinforcements. They, they must have reinforcements. We gotta, we gotta get out of here. We have to retreat. Right? And because he made a decision based on faith to charge and be a man of action. Right? Because a decision makes no difference unless you back it up with action. Right? If you decide to turn left and you don't turn the wheel, nothing happens, okay? And you have to back up the decision that you make with action. So let's make 2016 a year of action. Fix bayonets. Are y'all still with me? Yeah, that was a very long two minutes and 30 seconds. And I'm still wanting to know, what does any of this have to do with what they do? I have still yet to hear a speaker talk about what they're actually doing. All they're doing is hyping you up. They're talking shit about their wives. They're talking, the wives are talking shit about themselves. And then the men are just talking about 
bullshit to help hype you up and yes, man, build this business. But I still don't know what the fuck that they do. And and you guys, this goes on for a long fucking time. And still, I have not heard anything about Amway. Okay, this is the kind of shit that we were going and listening to for hours. They pump you up for what? Y'all, let me just tell you, I am an hour and 20 minutes into this audio, and I said it was three hours long. I lied. It is uh, four hours long. So this is going to be a multiple parter. I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up for this episode. Realistically, that was all of the speakers who were um, eagle and above at the time. The next audio, we're definitely going to dive into what the club owner says. I really hope so. Anyways, but if you guys have any information you guys want to send over to me, DM me on Instagram at xsnt.podcast. If you guys have a story to share, whether it's Amway, MLM, anti-MLM, it doesn't matter. Trauma. I'm here to listen and I'm here to help spread awareness um, in any way I can. So again, DM, DM me on Instagram at xsnt.podcast. Catch us on TikTok at xsnt.podcast. Also on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcast. You guys, we will catch you on the next episode.